you want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme, well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes, and please be drunk when you hear it. I like to fuck. Do you like to fuck? It's just money shots, uh, chairs all over there. Those guys with bank busts think they're a good deal. My dick is small. What's up, Drunk Marks and Drunk Marquettes? Welcome to Drink Up, the same drunk wrestling history, but fewer calories. I'm your designated host, Adam, and they are the Drunk Wrestling Historians. This is Eddie. I'm drunk, I'm old, and I work with fucking children. (laughs) And this is Scott, the man of a thousand and four drinks. Wait, so Eddie's not fucking tired? Um, yeah, I I fucked up. Uh, It's all all good. (laughs) He slept very well last night, so he left that part out. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he no, was drunk. That, yeah, I'm also, I'm fairly buzzed. Um, That's a fair so. excuse for this show. Yeah, yeah. So I just, <laughs> I just screwed. Also, I was tweeting um, as you were doing your intro, Adam. So I was kind of, you caught me off guard there. So welcome to Fairly Buzzed off. Wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm definitely fairly buzzed. And I'm going to do a shot um, in a second. Sweet. Thank you all very much for joining us this week. As a reminder, make sure that you head over to whatamaneuver.net, get those Drunk Wrestling History t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, and onesies, especially for the miniature Drunk Marks and Drunk Marquettes that you have, uh, and maybe get some hoodies if you are experiencing some California cold, or if you're in another part of the country where it is really fucking cold, it'll come in handy with the Drunk Wrestling logo loud and proud on the chest. You can look like a true dress, Drunk Wrestling historian by going to whatamaneuver.net and buying a fucking shirt. Buy a fucking shirt. Yeah, it's definitely been hoodie weather here. It's been cold as fuck uh, oh, this dude. week. It's been crazy. If Not uh, a Beanie cold Broad, snap, but very distinct. If Beanie Broad would get back to me, maybe we could sell some beanies to these people that are freezing out there. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So you're just waiting to hear back from her. Literally left on red, dude. Waiting on pricing. I'm so, uh, maybe we should change the name to the Beanie Bitch. <laughs> right. Definitely not the Beanie Baby. No. <laughs> but yeah, it's been cold. It's been like, well, for people who live in other parts of the country, we're bitching. It's been like 55, 60 degrees during the day, but it's been like early in the morning. It's been like 35. 30 so. to 40. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, I left the house fucking, this morning. It was like 39. That's ridiculous, dude. It should that's never be crazy. That cold. Yeah, we're in Cali. Yeah. We pay extra to live here. God damn it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's our it's our four cold ass days of the year, so we right. shouldn't catch too much. Yeah. <laughs> There's people dealing the, with snow and shit. Yeah, right. At least the eight feet of rain fucking stopped. Yeah. <laughs> True. No more oh, flooding. That was rough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For this week's episode, uh, well, first off, we all have drinks. And for this week's episode, we are all covering what we think is the worst match. Yeah, I've had this. This I, I thought this one up a while ago, and when I get into mine, I'll explain where I got the idea from. Um, I also like what we could qualify as a worst match. Like we're each going to have like our own definition. 
of what a worst match is and why we consider it to be the worst match. Yeah, and, that's and I typical. love this. This is a very subjective topic, and I love it. This is typically how we do these type of episodes where it's just sort of like, I'll come up with a concept or someone will come up with a concept and it's sort of left to each of our own way of, you know, our own interpretation, our own way of um, judging things, if you will. Yes. You yes. know. So yeah, I have a very specific way that I picked mine and evaluated it. Same, um, same. Which is, yeah, and they're probably all, we probably all have different ways of doing it. And I hope we all have different matches too. <laughs> oh, dude, wouldn't it be funny if we had one match? <laughs> Be like it becomes the roast of that match. You'll be a, <laughs> yeah, a, four, a four, 14 minute episode. <laughs> That'd be one of those episodes I put it up on a week. I wouldn't even put it up till like we're short. Episode, right, like, right. Like I did with that fucking the butthole uh, PWG. <laughs> the PWG episode. butthole episode. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> something pathetic. else, wasn't it? That's like yeah. we're, we're scraping the barrel for content. Yeah, yeah. Well, that wasn't <laughs> as much of a disaster. I mean, I guess it was more, I don't know, was it more of a disaster or less of a disaster than the uh, uh, New Year's Revolution one where I told Adam the wrong <laughs> oh, paper you to watch? I yeah. could, oh, dude, I like it when people sound. laugh at us because, hey, sorry, it's a drunk podcast. What do you expect? I'm sure everybody had a happy good laugh accident. at it. Yeah, it's a happy, I mean, yes, exactly. Just like Bob Ross would say. Yeah, it was a big fuck up. I mean, I, I fucked the pooch big time on that one. But, uh, <laughs> It was funny. No, it was hella funny, dude. I'm I, still I laughing about it. I don't regret it. <laughs> and it won't be the last time it happens either. Probably not. Probably not. Oh, Definitely statistically, not. no. Yeah, statistically. Like, we're good for one of those a year. Oh, man. I just had a sip of that rum. That is... Oh. That's good rum? It's good. It's... Well, we just came... I I guess this episode is going to be short. I can talk a little bit. Um, uh, we just came from the bar. We were at the bar down the street. <laughs> what? That's um, weird. Shocking. Well, I never go to the bar on a weeknight, but there's this rum that Carissa and I both just like went fucking crazy for. It's called Boomboo. I think Boomboo or Boomba. I think it's Boomboo. It's from Barbados. It's the best rum I've ever had. It's probably the best liquor I've ever had. Wow. She's not a rum drinker, but we were at this bar a few weeks ago and I got it. Just like, oh, let me try that one because I'm, I'm like going rum crazy. I have been for probably, I don't know, a year. Like, I want to try all these different rums. Turning so into I was like, oh, I haven't had that. Let me try it. It was the best thing I've ever tasted. And I gave it to her. I was like, here, have a sip. She's like, ah, I don't want to. I was like, dude, just try it. She loved it. So she was like, hey, do you want... She, I was going to pick up a bottle on the way home for Saturday when you guys are coming over. And she texted me. She goes, hey, are you stopping at Bedmo? I was like, no, dude. I decided I don't want that fucking bottle in the house because we're going to drink the whole fucking thing tonight. And I got to <laughs> I gotta work tomorrow. And I'm working probably like 20-something. I'll probably work about 20 hours tomorrow. So I don't need to show up hungover after drinking a half bottle of wine. Or rum. Right. So she was like, well, do you want to go to the bar? And I was like, all right, yeah, let's get to the bar. They open at 5. We can hang out till 6. So when I texted you guys <laughs> earlier and said it was five minutes away, yeah. that's where I was. I was drinking rum at the bar. And then I went in. There's AMPM next door. I went in there, grabbed two corn dogs. Um, <laughs> stuck living stuck that up. gas station food life yeah it was jalapeno <laughs> cheddar corn dogs uh, grabbed a tall can of corona which i'm drinking put that in the cup holder put the corn dogs in the glove box came home and got going on that i respect then, the lack of fear for diarrhea during recording oh corn dogs aren't gonna do that to me also like whatever i'll take a break you guys can talk <laughs> diarrhea is quick you know what i mean sometimes I mean, for me, it is. Wouldn't be the first time you had a bodily function during the show. Well, you're the one who did a number two on the uh, in the San Diego episode. I did, but I excused myself. You actually peed while you were recording. Was that times. one 
peed on clothing or did the deuce not make it into the bowl? No, no, no. He peed while recording. I actually excused myself. I went to the restroom okay. and dropped the two and he did like filler. But he actually peed into his bucket or his bag and then spilled yeah. it on his, his mixer. All right, all right, all right. We just Everybody <laughs> just heard that story last episode. First, it's still you know funny, what, dude. Since you mentioned it, I should probably clarify, these are actual, we call them pee bags, they're actually made for peeing into. Like I work outdoors and they buy us these for work. They have like a powder or something in it to, um, hold on, I accidentally uh, hit the iPad. Um, it turns it into gel and they, it's like a Ziploc bag you throw it in the garbage. Like, it's not like I'm peeing into a fucking paper bag. Like, they're actually made for that. Right, but they're not made to dump upside down and spill onto your mixer. No, or to use in your fucking house, but, you know. <laughs> Which Carissa has outlawed you from ever using them again. But sometimes that wasn't, comes to show. You know what, though? That wasn't because the... <laughs> That wasn't because the spill. That was because I fucking got drunk and left one in her office. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, hey, you yeah. know what, though? It could have been a lot worse. It could have been the shit bucket. That's, well, that doesn't even. Let's uh, let's talk about the matches. <laughs> this is enough this. fucking. Moving uh, on. Yeah, this is enough bodily function talk on this episode. <laughs> we want people to listen to it. <laughs> or share their own stories. If you've ever had an accident while recording a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Or if you've just had an accident. We've all done... It's all happened to us. Everybody has an I shit my pants once story. You love bringing this up. I, you know what? It always resorts to that. When you get a bunch that's, of dudes hanging out, it always goes there. Yeah, that's why I already started writing roast jokes for you for next for the next uh, one. Oh, good. I'm glad I'm your first target. Get me <laughs> yeah, out of you the are. way. You are. Yeah. Excellent. I think it just comes... One, they just come I, to me naturally. I think I don't even one time for you. me at Southland Mall... I was doing go. like one of the cruising uh, Play the driving games. It hit, and I just got up in the middle of that game. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that token. Yeah. <laughs> oh, diarrhea on, a, finish di- diarrhea on a cruising game is is almost as bad as uh, uh, Pink Eye from Silent Scope. Right. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Pow! Adam, at least you weren't driving in a real car when it struck. Oh, absolutely not. I wasn't even legal for real cars, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, we should probably get moving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, talk about those worst matches that we established, what, five minutes ago? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That one. Uh, am I starting? You know what? Sure. You should start. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Mine takes place in the year of our Lord, 2000, on an episode of WCW Monday Nitro. I found this uh, like research in the process of research for um, uh, for our invasion month. Just trying to see were there any distinct events uh, and occurrences that took place that really led to the downfall. I don't know if this was one of them, but this this definitely uh, gave a good reason why WCW had to. Yeah, it definitely did not help. On. On September 4th, on Monday Nitro, this is Russo's Revenge, a.k.a. War Games 2000. This is a three-tiered cage uh, with the WCW title on the line and hanging above the third cage. Oh, God. I know which match this is. I read about this recently somewhere, and I wanted to review that pay-per-view. This isn't a pay-per-view. Oh, maybe I just. Oh, maybe I wanted to do a watch along. I think it's or something. I want to say they're 
been one or two occurrences of this particular cage. Oh, aside so maybe it's not from the same one. Okay, in the movie. But yeah, this one was ugh. Okay. Uh, it is, as Vince Russo calls it, the heels, which is Sting, the Cat, Booker T, and Goldberg, versus the baby faces, Russo, the champion Kevin Nash. Scott Steiner and Jeff Jarrett. Object is that uh, in two minute increments, uh, wrestlers will enter the the war games cage. You have to climb to the top, retrieve the belt, take it all the way down, and walk out the door. It is. Oh, it's like it's like capture the flag. Practically, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. for clarification, you said the cat. The cat. You Not, mean the cat, Ernest Miller? Yes. Yes. Ernest Miller was in a match with these guys. <laughs> well, well, WCW, dude. Well, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. Because, uh, so, uh, every, I'm talking about this match because it, not just the quality of the match, but the atmosphere and the buildup and the lead up into it just made it all around terrible. At the beginning, <laughs> of, <laughs> they announced this match on Thunder. So you only have like three, four days to build up hype for this. Uh, and I don't and remember that, if they still had a sh- uh, Saturday show at this point. Maybe, maybe they did. I don't know. But either way, at the start of the show, uh, the cage lowers. Sh- Tony Schiavone, Jeremy Borash, and a third dude. I forget his name. Mark Madden? Yes. Yes. Uh, they're all wondering like, why is the cage coming down? Is this happening now? And... Russo comes out and says, all right, I have an injunction on the cat. He has no power. So I'm going to make a match like this. So he's macho. He's going to be like, he's threatening ultra heel. And the most heelish thing that you could do is explain rules to a match because that's threatening. (laughs) So he explains the rules. I have ulcers um (laughs) it was like the kindergartners who built wcw sets would be more threatening than vince russo in this uh plug was he was he in a baseball jersey no oh he was in a new jersey devils jersey uh motherfucker wow and was it was it a miroslav satan uh it was not miroslav satan but I thought he played with Buffalo, though. He played with the Islanders, um, and maybe he he didn't play for the uh, Devils. Just everybody thought it would have been cool. He oh. should have, but then they would have expanded to triple digits. Yeah. Well, there was always that rumor that he was trying to get six 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 as a jersey number, and then the NF the NHL banned triple digit numbers. Which yeah. I don't know if that's true that they banned triple digit numbers because of that rumor, or if there was a rumor that they banned the triple digit numbers. But I don't know that there of... ever would have been a better name number combo than Satan and six six six. I mean, it Commodore awesome. and sixty four is pretty damn close, right? But that would have taken the cake, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like if your last name was Fisher and you played for the Islanders, yes, that'd yes. be awesome. Even even Miroslav is a cool name, you know. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That is pretty yeah. metal. But enough about hockey. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, anyways, he's doing. He's wearing that jersey because they're in Dallas and uh, they knocked off the Stars uh, in the Stanley Cup. Um, 
But anyways, oh, heel sports, got it. Yeah. Oh, he's, but, he's taking he's taking one out of the DX playbook. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, God, I hate the Devils. Um, <laughs> he says that the heels, aka the faces, have to be in qualifying matches leading up to this. Sting defeats somebody. Booker T took on Stevie Ray. Uh. Goldberg took on Shane Douglas and I forget I think the cat was in one of these qualifying matches against Chronic and then Chronic actually won. So <laughs> so Chronic actually took the place of the cat. Oh, so that added an extra person to their team. Oh, yeah. And so okay. everyone's like, well, "Why is this match taking place?" Why would you do this to my championship? Or uh, Natch is like, why would you do this to my championship? I'm not a fighting champion. I don't want to defend my belt. Wow, we have a a non-fighting champion. Cool. (laughs) Love that enthusiasm. This is Brock Lesnar. Practically. (laughs) The match takes place. The best way I could describe this, this is a Discovery Zone or Chuck E. Cheese Battle in a cage. <laughs> I love it. I love it. There's <laughs> like there's it's flawed from the get-go. Tony Schiavone says that in theory, like the first competitor could climb to the top, grab the belt, head down, and and uh leave the cage. So what's the point of all the war games rules if that's how it's going to take place. Wait, wait, wait. Did one guy start in the ring for two minutes? Yeah. Or oh, uh, two guys. Oh, two but, guys. Okay. Then, so one dude could fuck up the other guy for right. long yeah. enough to go up. Okay. Right. And then there were this assorted. Ridiculous. It could go under the ring uh, as well as assorted weapons all over the cages, like a guitar conveniently where Jeff Jarrett could grab one. Um, let's see. Russo also came out in a hockey helmet and a baseball bat. So, hmm. yeah, typical New Jersey Devils being confused as fuck. But anyways... So it's the Russo show. Yeah. Vince would have never let him get away with this in WWE. Fuck no, he was never on TV in WWE. Nah, his ass was kept in check, dude. Yeah. That'd be like, you know, you didn't see fucking Freddie Prinze Jr. on WWE TV. The writers don't belong on fucking TV. Right. Yeah. Anyways... Like, everybody enters. Booker T ends up being the one that ends up getting to the top, but he doesn't completely come down with the belt. Belt ends up in Russo's hands. Nash, this entire time, Nash is saying, like, I don't want to wrestle. I'm just going to wait by the door. When the uh, belt starts coming to me, I'll just fuck up whoever has that belt, and I'm walking out of here. Somehow, the belt ends up in Russo's hands, and they do their whole... Oh, it was an act. Uh, gives the belt to Nash. He walks out. Hmm. Oh, another key detail. Goldberg did end up with the belt at some point. He was ready to take off, but Bret Hart showed up and uh, hit him in the head with the cage door and dropped the belt. <laughs> and then he's not even caught on camera or featured, but but then it ends up in Russo's hands, and then that exchange end. It's like, wow. why, why put everybody through this if you were just going to hand a match win to him? Garbage. It's a wonder a they went out of business, dude, or that Vince bought them. Yeah, no shit. Huh? Shocking. 
Again, yeah. I don't know if uh, this was one of the causes for them to go out of business, but this definitely did not help them try to survive. This is around because I had I never was a big you know I didn't watch WCW regularly. It'd be like catch bits and pieces of it here and there, um, but I had friends who watched it, and this is the point where they were like, "Dude, it sucks now." I don't even you know. Oh, it like, sucked uh, way before this, but this was well, like yeah, nail but, in the coffin material, right? But this was like Walking Dead season fucking nine or whatever the fuck. Where <laughs> right? Like, where everyone's you dragged like, no, it long st- enough. Everyone's like, no, I still watch it every week, but it fucking sucks. You know, that's right. how. Or or the Simpsons fucking season eight. Um, eight, eight through like 14, like, uh, I still watch it. Cause what else am I going to do on Sunday night? But it's no good. That's how a lot of people that I knew were with WCW at this point. They're like, I don't know what, whatever. I don't really want to watch raw. Um, I'll just watch this, but I know it's not going to be any good. Right. Right. Trash. It's just wrestling on TV. That's yeah. all you're, that's all this you're watching. Is, honestly, just hearing about all this Russo bullshit. This is, this has actually put me in a bad mood. <laughs> Does it I make you want to change the target of our roast coming up later this year? Ooh. No, 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 no. Because I think we have the perfect one, but we could do him the next one. The next oh, time that's, around. Yeah, we could put him on the table. Like, we'll we'll discuss it for sure. Although, although, um, you know, Ad, we haven't talked to Adam about it. We could switch it to Russo and Adam could still be the same person. <laughs> so maybe we should talk about it. Maybe we should. Yeah, maybe, let's yeah, see. yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, okay. Discussion upcoming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he would be a good, he'd be a good one. Oh, he would. Yeah. Yeah. We'd make yeah. a lot of enemies by roasting him too. And you know what? I'd go harder on him because I feel like he's a douchebag. The other guy I don't really think is, I think he's actually probably a pretty cool guy. Yeah. You know, but we're going to take some heat because the Vince Russo supporters, dude, when you start going after their guy, they are yeah. pitchforks and torches type of people. Like they know, will dude. fucking come at you. I think we've talked enough shit and not gotten heat for talking shit about him that either we don't have a lot of listeners who are huge Russo fans, or at least the people who listen to us have a sense of humor, you know? That's true. I mean, That's obviously true. anyone who listens to us has a sense of humor. Um, I think And probably they, a drinking problem. <laughs> but hey, yeah. respect. Well, well, I know of at least two listeners who listen to us in the bar. So <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. All right, you want to go next or you want me to go next? Yeah, no, I'll go next, dude, because okay. you should main event this thing. Yeah, so, bring up Adam, the mood. Adam, I'm so happy you chose WCW because I'm going to continue with that trend. Oh, nice. And the reason that I picked this matchup is because 25 years later, almost 26 years later, this match still chaps my ass because it was built up as such a big thing. And when it happened was a defining moment for WCW. This is the biggest match WCW not only ever promoted, but it's the biggest match they ever had. I know where you're going with this. It was the biggest broadcast audience on pay-per-view that they ever had. And it was a huge fucking letdown because this is one of the only WCW feuds that after 1996 I got invested in. I was a huge fan of Sting from when he was Surfer Sting. When he became The Crow, I became even more invested because The Crow was my favorite movie of all time. So they built up Sting as this vigilante character monitoring the NWO, targeting the NWO. And at Starcade 1997, Sting was supposed to get his comeuppance versus Hulk Hogan for the heavyweight title. This was the main event of Starcade 1997 and was supposed to be the culmination of over a year-long build. Can you imagine that? They had all of the pay-per-views that WWE had. 
And they managed to stretch this thing out for over a year. And somehow, stretching out Adam's point of WCW fucking things up, <coughs> WCW managed to fuck this up. And this, odds are you'll never see that again. A feud that goes a year before they actually, un, you know what I mean? Unbelievable. I don't yeah. give WCW a lot of credit post-1996. But, aww. That was cute. I, I want... I know. I want one, too. Krista just came in and kissed Eddie. But... Yeah, and then I reached for her ass, and I yanked the cord out of my headphones. I... <laughs> Rookie move, bro. I know. I know. This was supposed to be the biggest match in WCW's history, and it was. And could have been so much more had they put the exclamation point on it. But again, WCW fucked this up. Starcade 1997, Sting versus Hulk Hogan, in my view, is the worst match in wrestling history. It's easily the biggest thing that WCW ever did. This is way bigger than when Sting beat Flair for the title at the Great American Bash yeah. in, what was it, 90 or 91, whatever it was. Yeah. This was supposed to be the match. You built this for a year. You told a great story. I give WCW a ton of credit for getting all of these guys involved into it. But Sting and Hogan were at the epicenter of this thing, and they fucked it up. So let's let's kind of go to the match yeah, and figure out what happened, what got fucked up. If you talk to Sting, the finish to this match that had been a year-long build, the finish to the match wasn't decided until they hit the curtain. How does that happen? You've had a fucking year plus to build up to this match to figure out a proper finish and you didn't figure it out until the curtain. No idea where they're going with it. You talk to Bischoff. Bischoff says he and Hogan were in a locker room and had Sting come in for a meeting. Sting showed up and according to Eric Bischoff, his words, Sting looked deflated because I guess he hadn't worked out in a while. Mm -hmm. But the kicker... Sting didn't have a tan. So because well, of Sting looking deflated and not having a tan, they had a, a quote-unquote conversation about how Sting maybe wasn't ready for this match because he didn't show the proper enthusiasm for it. So they had a conversation. And, and they called it that, was this locker room meeting that night? Uh, no, this was well before the match. Fuck. So apparently Sting was having personal problems at the time. Between marital, drug use, what have you. Right. It wasn't specified. But they said Sting was less than enthusiastic about the match. He didn't show up with the right amount of fire, I guess. I I, I gotta say, um, I, I'll i defend Hogan and Bischoff on that point. I mean, if the guy who's going to be the, the top guy, or you know what I mean? Like, he's already in that level, but... I do kind of get that. If you show up like looking like you're not ready for shit, you know, do you deserve do you deserve it? You know, I mean, that's that's one thing about Hogan. Hogan always fucking looked good. He always showed up ready to work. He did. You know, Absolutely. so for Sting Even not if it doing going to be a squash and that, match. He'll... And that's very out of character for Sting. But very much so. You know, I mean, that's that's definitely some fucking points against him. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But ultimately, what Bischoff said is he left the finish up to Hogan and Sting. Mm -hmm. He let them figure out how... They knew what the end goal was. The end goal was put the belt on Sting. They just didn't know how they were going to get there. Right. So, I hadn't watched this match in a long time, so I went back and watched it again. Sting looked fine to me. Sting was... Look, Sting's tan was fine. Nobody's really? going to be as fucking brown as Hogan. 
Right? Nobody's no, no, that fucking tan. Looks like a suitcase. No, the only yeah, only a football is as fucking tan as Hogan. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes, exactly. So Sting looked fine as far as being deflated in that match. I didn't see it. Sting had all of the tone needed. He looked fine. Even Dusty and Shivani were building him up. Like, look at his physique. He looks great. He hasn't wrestled okay. in X amount of months. He looks fantastic. Like, so I don't buy any of that bullshit. Okay. I don't buy any of it. Okay. I think what it comes down to is Hogan was trying to protect his spot. Because well, here's what that, happened. That's very Hogan. It, it absolutely is the king of politics because here's what happened. They go through with the match. The match is fine. Hogan hits Sting with a leg drop. Now here's where it gets crazy. Nick Patrick, who is the evil referee, he's a referee in this match, is supposed to do a fast three count. Right? Because okay. it's supposed to be crooked ref, give Hogan the win, get out of town. Mm -hmm. The problem is Hogan hits the leg drop on Sting. Nick Patrick does a one, two, three. Real time <laughs> count. No fast count. So the viewers watching at home that have been fully fucking invested in this massive feud, the biggest feud in the history of WCW, the biggest match to this point and ever in WCW to this point, they fuck up the three count. And did the viewers at home are like, Sting just took a pinfall. Did they fuck up the three count or did Hogan have a talk with Nick Patrick before the match? So that's where there's kind of a gray area. We're not really right, sure what right. happened. And this is where people think, okay, Hogan was protecting his, his spot on the card. Like... Hogan pins Sting, dude. That That's how this match should have ended. And I think under normal circumstances, a guy doesn't kick out at three or there's a weird fucking cap. That match is over with. Yeah. But yeah. this is Starcade 97. This is their WrestleMania of the mm -hmm. year. They had no choice to go through with the original plan, which was Bret Hart comes out, saves the day, says you're not ringing the bell. Nick Patrick made a fast count, which he did not which made Bret Hart look like a dumbass who had just come into the company, I mind you. Okay. They restart the match with Bret as ref. And Sting basically puts Hogan in the Scorpion, wins the heavyweight title. It's shambles, dude. Oh. Because you go back and watch that match, Sting got pinned in the middle of the ring with a leg drop on a fair count from a uh, crooked ref. Garbage. So, and then so the match was restarted for no fucking reason. So it ends up looking like Hogan got screwed. Exactly. Yes. So almost <laughs> you've done a double turn on this show, <laughs> but I mean, that never came to pass. But dude, yeah, Hogan got screwed. Hogan pins Sting in the middle of the <laughs> ring clean. Yeah. On a fucked up finish that I don't think. I mean, had Sting known that Nick Patrick was going to do a regular count, I think he would have kicked on two. Like, when he heard the cadence of one, right. two, you know he's coming down with three. You'd better get your shoulder up. He knows the cadence of it. This is a yeah. seasoned veteran. He's been wrestling since, like, fucking 86. Right, right. How did yeah. you not know that three was coming down? I swear to fucking God, dude, Hogan's the smartest guy in the history of wrestling. This, this match, watching... He's fucking devious, dude. Yeah, as a fan watching in 97, because I watched this live on our Scrambler box. Right. I was so pissed. How in the fuck do you ruin a year plus of great storytelling? Because that's so hard to do with all these pay-per-views during the year to maintain one storyline moving forward. They told it perfectly and then fucked up the payoff, dude. And that Hogan is why Vince owns WCW. Because Hogan doesn't give a fuck, brother. 
Hogan gives zero fucks, brother. <laughs> Hogan fucking... protected himself, and that led to a series of rematches. Sting ultimately prevailed and got the heavyweight title, but it shouldn't have had to go that far. Asterisk. This yeah. should have yeah. been it. Yes. Thank yeah. you, Adam. That's exactly right. It's an asterisk. Because right. this match should have been done. Sting wins the title. There's no question marks. But to this day, 25 plus years later... Here we are still fucking talking about that stupid ass that's still, match. The that's worst still practically ever. like yeah. uh, at the end of that leg drop. Wait, 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 wait. Do over, do over. Yeah. No. And like I said, I kind of put some of this on Sting too. Like I love Sting. But when you heard the cadence of the count, you knew three was coming down. You mm-hmm. better kick out on two because that's not a one, two, three. That's a one, two, right. three. You had time to kick, dude. Yeah. Those shoulders were fucking down. Has there ever been... A pinfall where a ref changes the pace between two numbers. No, no, not not a good there ref. Should've... No, yeah. I mean, Danny Davis was crooked as fuck, dude. But no, but <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna if... go all in and be an asshole with fast counts, do that. Yeah, it's but, gonna be one, two, three. But that I mean, is I'm sure there's told... a ref out there somewhere yeah. with no rhythm. <laughs> it was probably one of those during the Wrestling Classic. <laughs> the one that didn't show up for the JYD match. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. That's a big fuck up. Oh, it is, dude. And I mean, I'm sure that there's worse matches technically. Because technically this match was fine. Right. It well, told a good story. Well, that's where I'm going with mine. Oh, perfect. I can't is, wait to hear it. Is uh but uh, go go ahead and finish up what you were saying if you want to. Oh no no no, that's it. Just it, it, you look back on WCW and this should have been their master of puppets, right? But yet it turned into their Saint Anger. <laughs> oh man, there's nothing worse than a Saint Anger. Nothing worse than a Saint Anger. <laughs> Not even shit uh, in your pants. <laughs> no no no. Um, all right. Um, I'll get into mine. So when I came up with the idea for this episode, um, it was because I was thinking, I don't know why, I don't know if I had read something or heard something about a specific match. And I was like, fuck man, that might be the worst match I ever saw. So I was like, oh, that's, that'd be a good podcast episode. So for like a year or whatever, when I, from the time I first thought of this, I had this particular match in mind. So then last week when we started working on, you know, brainstorming and working on notes, we were supposed to record this a week ago and we didn't. So I was working on it back then. Um, I started thinking, okay, before I go in with this match, is there anything else? And then I thought of another one. So then I was kind of like, oh, fuck, man, this is close. It's one of the two. Um, I'm going to have to watch them both and decide. Doing research for the first one brought my attention to another one that I was like, oh, this might be even worse than the other two. So I had these three and I was judging them on bell to bell, whether I I was not really putting anything into angles or anything, storylines, nothing, just like what went on in the ring during the match. Okay. Um, So no kind of build, you're not looking at a build, anything like that, strictly what happened in the ring. Exactly. He's taking us through a journey right now. He was supposed to zig, but then he zagged. I want to, I want to see where this zag is taking us. Yeah. So that's all. That was my criteria for it was the match itself in a vacuum bad, you know? Um, So I'll tell you what match I originally had in mind. Uh, The one I thought of first that made me think of this episode was the first crown jewel. The main event was Shawn Michaels, or maybe it was the second crown jewel. Um, Shawn Michaels and Triple H versus the Brothers of Destruction. Yes. Right? So it was Shawn's first match out of retirement. Shawn said he would never do another match like 
I'm done. My body of work is what it is. He actually compared it to, he said something like, it would be like telling Picasso to add more paint, you know, <laughs> telling me to have, have another match, which I know, I know that sounds like cocky and just like, but I, I get that. I, I understand what he's saying. You know, like this is my body of work. It's complete. I'm happy with what it is. I don't want to change it. So I get what he was saying, but uh, I, everybody's got a price and that Saudi money fucking talks. Yeah. And somebody did take a huge crap all over his Picasso. Yeah, yeah. So I watched the match, and it wasn't as bad as I remembered. A bunch um, of old dudes getting hurt. <laughs> it was a bunch of old dudes. Yeah, there were some bad spots. Um, it, it wasn't a good match. It was, but mostly what was bad about it, it was just slow and boring. Yeah. Um, it wasn't really a lot of fuck ups or anything. Not not like I remembered. I remembered a couple one, a couple of them, especially when Kane's fucking mask got ripped off and his hair came off with it, and then he put it and then he put it back on. <laughs> <laughs> like we'd never seen his face. His weave got um, snatched. That's a mayor yeah, trying to cover up a secret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so then I, so the other one I was thinking of was Jerry Lawler and Michael Cole at WrestleMania 27. Ugh, we were there. We were there. And it was live, the most boring match I've ever seen in my fucking life. But then I started thinking, you know, I should really grade, um, I don't know if on a curve is the right way to say it, but, um, can you say it's the worst match you've ever seen when Michael Cole is in it? It's not supposed right, to be a good fair, match. Dude. Yeah, that's yeah, it's not, not fair. supposed to be a good. Right, right. Um, so I watched that one this morning and I was like, "Fuck, this is bad." But it should have been bad and it wasn't supposed to be good. Yeah, it's and, an announcer in a match. It's like trying to grade a match that Mean Gene or fucking Howard Finkel is in, dude. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, although the tuxedo match with uh, Fink and uh, Harvey Whippleman was better. <laughs> right. um, and they did what they could to save it. They had Stone Cold as a ref. They had Jack Swagger and um, Cole's corner. Yeah, they, they dressed couple, it up. Yeah, they did a couple funny spots, like where Cole was in that fucking plexiglass box. Yes. And uh, Lawler grabbed his hand and pulled his face into it. Um, so parts of it were kind of entertaining. Um, so I decided to toss that one. So those are my first two. The one that I found that I for totally forgot about while I was doing the research for the First crown jewel was the one for the 2019 crown jewel, the main event, the Undertaker versus Goldberg. Excellent. Yeah. So this match, bell to bell, is it has to be the worst match I've ever fucking seen. Now, look, the worst <laughs> match that's ever happened is not this match. It's some fucking indie guys wrestling for hot dogs in a backyard. Sticking their thumbs um, up each other's assholes. Exactly. Yeah. But it's the worst. It's got to be the worst match the when you consider the other side. But when you take into account <laughs> that this is Undertaker on year like thirty four of his career, and Goldberg on year like twenty five, and not that anyone ever thought Goldberg was the best technical wrestler in the world, but you know he could get through a match and not fuck anything up generally. But when you consider these two guys were in the match and all the fuck ups in it, this is the worst match. I've ever seen in my life. Also, so, let's put another factor into that. These guys got paid more money for that match combined yes. than you, Adam, myself, and every single person listening to the show will make in their lifetime. Combined. No, they get paid that much. Yes, they did, dude. Yes, they did. I mean, do you for think they made more? Match. Do you think they made more than a million apiece? Oh, there's no doubt in my mind, dude. Yes. Really? Yes. I mean, they got paid. The company got paid fifty million for those Saudi shows. So you figure in, there's a lot of costs involved with that. Yeah, but it's Goldberg, and it's Undertaker. They were the two biggest names on that show. Okay, tell you what, I'll double it. I'll say I would be shocked if they got paid more than two million each. 
I'm still I'm holding to it. All they right, made more right. money than all of us combined, dude. To have all the right. worst match, in your opinion, of all time. Yeah. And we've seen yeah. SD Jones versus King Kong Bundy from WrestleMania one. And it wasn't bad. It was just short. It was just short. Yeah. Um, so I'll just go through the fuck ups in the match, right? I'm just gonna review this the way I would a regular pay-per-view match. Um, you start off with two quick spears from Goldberg and a pin two count. They both get up. Goldberg does a sloppy ass roll thing where he grabs Undertaker's head, rolls him onto the ground, like kind of like a snapmare, but not really. And he goes into a knee bar, which you can tell from looking at that, that he's never put anyone in a knee bar before. Like he's just like holding Undertaker's leg. Um, <laughs> he's only had 25 years to learn, but you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. Come yeah, on. He's still like, a rookie, technically. Or like the two hours before the show, you know? He's a rookie <laughs> um, in Saudi shows. So yeah. Taker, Taker makes his way to the rope, rope break. Um, he gets up, he's in the corner. Goldberg goes for a spear in the corner. Taker moves. We see this spot at least once on Raw every week where the dude goes for the spear in the corner. The guy moves and you drive your shoulder into the fucking post, which is the most overused fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Next to dive. Um, maybe more, dude. Um, Cause at least a dive, you're like going to hit someone that, who is gonna stand there and catch you. But every time someone goes for a spear on the corner, the dude moves. It's like the most dangerous move to do to yourself. Yeah, Hawk it did never that move works. every single fucking Road Warriors tag team match, dude. There's no reason in 2023 that people are still fucking doing that move. Yeah, and I think Naya did it in every fucking match he was ever in. Um, but of all the times you see this move, the one person to fuck it up is Goldberg. He goes <laughs> head first into the fucking post. Oh. And, and he just collapses. You just see him drop. And I was just telling someone about it like two days ago. And then I remembered it or, or, or I thought to use it for this. Um, head first. He's down on the mat. He's fucking bleeding. And you know, oh, he didn't God. fucking blade. You know oh. what I mean? Because Vince doesn't allow that shit. Um, he's a bloody fucking mess. Undertaker's got a stall. He goes over there. He puts Goldberg in the corner, wraps his arm around the fucking um, rope and punches him in the shoulder. Because that's what you would do to a guy when you're trying to beat him is punch their shoulder. Right. But he's like, giving the, their shoulder. He's giving him time. Like, he's like, oh man, he knocked himself out. I'm sure yeah, he's concussed. Let him wake up. Yeah. Right, right. You know, he's, he's doing what he's got. It's Undertaker doing what he what he needs to do. But as far as matches go, um, Undertaker hits an old school and then he goes for a choke slam. Um, but before <laughs> he puts his hand out for the choke slam, but Goldberg's so fucked up, he's got to turn around and lean against the ropes for a minute. Oh my god! Like he can't even stand up. He goes back, takes the choke slam, and like his feet get like three feet off the ground. It's like the slow, like the <laughs> lowest choke slam you've ever seen. And I was like, "Well, this should be the end of the match, right? Go home. Goldberg's fucked. No, yeah, two count. Be. Oh fuck, he kicked two out. Count. He kicked out. We had more sense than Sting. <laughs> yeah, even concussed. Uh, yeah, right. Um, he gets up. Taker goes for a tombstone, but Goldberg so obviously jumps into it. He jumped into it as if like I were to try to tombstone him. Like, man, I better fucking help this guy as much as I can uh, to get up. It was just like the shittiest looking thing I've ever seen as far as a guy helping the guy lift him up. Um, and this tombstone, I don't know, dude, either Undertaker totally botched it and dropped him right on his head or it was the <laughs> best tombstone ever. Oh Because I swear he fucking hit his head. Taker was pissed, dude. Yeah. Um, two count, and what do they two. do? They yeah, what do they right? That this should have been the end of the match. It should have been already ended before with the choke slam, but no. Now we get to the 
how do you not enter the tombstone? No, what do you do to really get the crowd fucking fired up? You both get up, hit the ropes, double clothesline, double down. Oh my gosh. Because they're both tired, you know, they're and old, old and worn out. <laughs> By the way, this is Goldberg's first match in like two and a half years. Um, <laughs> it's Undertaker's so first. So worth the money. Yeah, it's Undertaker's first since the previous Crown Jewel, which is like nine months before that. Oh my gosh. Um, Taker goes for a, um, he does the snake eyes and then he hits the opposite ropes, comes back for that boot in the corner. Goldberg hits him with a spear. He doesn't pin him. Because why would you pin a guy after hitting your finisher? Wow. Then Goldberg says, well, let me hit him with a jackhammer. He picks him up into the jackhammer and he almost kills this motherfucker. It was actually, it wasn't a jackhammer. It was a ghostbuster like Coco Beware. <laughs> oh, he, no. He lifts him up. And you know how a jackhammer would be? You lift up into suplex and you turn around and land on top of him. Right. He doesn't do that at all. Goldberg goes right down on his back and he drops Undertaker right on his head. Oh, no. Oh. Goldberg's no. arm is behind his head. So Goldberg's <laughs> arm hits the mat and Undertaker's head is on top of Goldberg's arm. <laughs> but still, all of Undertaker's weight comes down on his head. Oh, my um, gosh. And you can actually see Undertaker's face when he's on the mat, and he looks like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> wow. And I was like, wow. I mean, the, the dead man almost became an actual dead man. <laughs> Living the gimmick, brother. Um, yeah, and then to finish off the match, Goldberg goes for a tombstone. And I don't know if they were doing the spot where Undertaker reverses it, where he leans backwards and lifts Goldberg into a tombstone, or, what, or if Goldberg just fell fucking backwards. But he falls, he lifts Undertaker up, falls on his back. Undertaker lands kind of on his knees and he doesn't turn it into a tombstone. And then he just choke slams Goldberg and Goldberg gets lower off the ground than the previous one. Oh my gosh. And that's the end of the match. And you can see the look on Undertaker's face as they're, you know, closing out the pay-per-view and he looks like he knows the match sucked. Like he looks like. I fuck this could be my last fucking match and, and out yeah. of like embarrassment. This. Yeah. Not out of yeah, ability. Out of That's yeah, terrible. and it was the it was the main event. It was about nine and a half minutes of fucking trash. Wow, Damn. dude. And you never see Undertaker fuck up a move. Or I mean, it was mostly Goldberg fucking up pretty much all the moves. Pretty much everything bad was Goldberg. And to be fair, he did smash his head into the fucking post. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, he shouldn't have smashed his head into the post. Nobody smashes her head in the post, no matter how many times you see. I've seen Braun Strowman do that 40 times. I've seen Nia fucking Jax do that yeah, dozens it, of times and not hit her head. Yeah. If she can avoid concussion, anyone, literally anyone can avoid a concussion. Right. All I'm holding, the, the only standard I'm holding to is that of Nia Jax skill. Yeah, that's not a very high standard. And he fails. <laughs> and that's the worst match I've ever seen. So if we were to put this into a mathematical equation, it would be Goldberg less than Nia Jax. I guess you could say that, yeah. Good job, Goldberg. <laughs> 25 years in the business. Well done. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ham and egger. Yeah. And I think that kind of wraps that up. I love that we really went hard on WCW in this episode. You did, and I wasn't even thinking of WCW or looking at WCW or anything. I had some close contenders when you were saying Crown Jewel. Uh, I forget which one it was. Roman versus Corbin in a cage was one that I was considering. Uh, hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't even remember that match. Normally, I don't oh, watch the Crown. Oh, Jewels. good for you. But. Uh, 
Yeah, good. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. I'd rather stare at my family jewels than watch Crown Jewel. <laughs> I'd rather stare at your family jewels too. Actually, we can arrange this. I mean, we don't have to. I can just not watch fucking Crown Jewel. Okay. It's fine. I mean, you know what I mean. Ladies and gentlemen, the, the drunk wrestling historians are the best couple that uh, we have here. So. <laughs> I'll let you see my taint too. Yeah. I mean. It's fine. There really Stop are no it. limits with these guys. Thank you all very much for listening to our oh, episode. Uh, what do you think of these particular matches? How bad are they? And if you watch them, uh, tell us what you think. Or if you know of a worse match, please let us know on the social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, wrestling underscore drunk. Please tell your family, friends, heels, and faces to like, share, and subscribe to our show so we keep this drunk wrestling adventure going. On behalf of Eddie and Scott, I'm Adam reminding all of you to enjoy your buzz, watch wrestling responsibly, drink like nobody's watching, and we'll see you all next time for another great episode. One, two, three. That match sucked. Dive. Fuck you, Goldberg. Shoulder pose. Say.